Hey y'all, it's Bailey McBride from Major League Fishing's Lines In Podcast. In this episode, I sat down with MLF Pro Jeff the Squirrel Crete at the General Tire World Championship to discuss his photographic bass fishing memory, strategy for the World Championship, and what sets him apart from the rest of the field as an angler. This is Major League Fishing, Lines In. Jeff, thank you for being here and speaking thank with you me. for having me. Awesome. Well, we were just talking um, a little bit ago. I just want to start out random topic uh about hats and how you had been purging hats um obviously you get lots of stuff you're picking it up out on the road um you've been traveling you just mentioned for for six weeks at a time how do you kind of manage all of that the like the things that you get the things that you need the tackle that you need you know if you forget your cell phone charger back at home and you're going to be gone for six weeks yeah i did that but the, you know, on the on the hats, you know, the deal is you get everybody. The deal, everybody wants you to wear their hat. Okay, every sponsor I have, you know, they send me hats, and and I wish in a perfect world I would wear one hat, kind of like they do a NASCAR. I just switch because I want to make everybody happy. Yeah. But some of the other sponsors are that that you have some maybe some of the bigger sponsors are you may be under contract to that you have to wear that hat. Mm-hmm. So so you get all these hats and then and then sponsors come and then they go. So and then you you know, you'll lose or, or switch sponsors and then the next thing you know you got four hundred hats laying around the, you know, in the in the shop. So yeah, I, every now and then I do. I, I, I give them to my buddies or or actually sometimes just toss them but Hats is not hats are something that bass fishermen have plenty of. I promise you. Well, that's good. It'll protect your skin from the yeah. from the sun and yeah. all that other stuff. So, um, you're from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. so am I. Um, obviously, some great fisheries in Oklahoma. A lot of different and very diverse lakes. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the fisheries that we have in Oklahoma? Sure. I I, uh, I grew up in Ardmore, Oklahoma. Um, you know, we I live really close to Lake Murray. It's about maybe eight or nine minutes from my house. I fished it since I was probably six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a really cool lake. It's pretty unique for Oklahoma because there's a lot of smallmouth in there. We have smallmouth spots and, you know, some really big largemouth. So, yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful lake, deep and rocky. And then uh, I live pretty close to Texoma, where's, where I, you know, uh, kind of really started my career, won, won enough money to – quit my banking job and and go full-time uh and then you know gosh we've got grand lake so good we have uh you know we have the arkansas river we, we really have a you follow oh follow kind of gets overlooked now you know we used to fish there a bunch but we haven't been back there in a bass master in a long time but really oklahoma has a lot of diversity and, and the fishing's really pretty good and we've had some pretty good fishermen out of oklahoma over the years you know i mean we have on the tour right now, um, you have know, got Edwin Evers. He's one of the, as my old team partner too. We used yeah. to fish team tournaments when we were, when we were young. Uh, but uh, you know, he's probably you know he's definitely one of the top right now on the planet. You know, and Tommy Biffle and God, I mean, I, there's a bunch of really good fishermen from Oklahoma. Arkansas has good fishermen. Seems like really good. Yeah. Alabama kind of right now. I was going to say we're trying one. to give Alabama a run for its yeah, money, yeah. but I don't Ala- know if we're there it yet. used to be Arkansas. Yeah. Was like all that you had, like Larry Nixon and and Cochran and I mean like all the the guys that were just tearing it up. I was like, dang, everybody from Arkansas can catch him. And then uh, you know Texas just has a lot of a lot of numbers, so mm-hmm. they have some good fishermen. But 
right now I think probably Alabama's kicking us off as far as not just football, but even, even <laughs> just as far as like the ratio of guys that are really catching. Yeah, yeah. and that's obviously a sensitive subject to me, having yeah. gone to an SEC school. You know, yeah. gotta, you know yeah. as much as I want to give Alabama props for its fishing, yeah. you know, we had an outstanding event there that you obviously uh, participated in in the Challenge Cup last year in Eufaula, yeah. Alabama. Um, but ha- can't give them too much props, you know, and I yeah. don't want them to get their heads no, too big yeah, over sorry, and over. Right <laughs> so we're sitting here at the world championship. You had a chance to fish yesterday. Um, you know, you knew coming into this, not where you would fish, but that we were going to be in East Texas, right. you know, you know that there's Toledo mm-hmm. Bend, that there's Rayburn, that there's, a, you know, a certain reputation for big sure. fish here. Um, how did you prepare for that in terms of your tackle and everything else? Well, I did it exactly what you said. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I've I lived in Oklahoma, and like I used to fish the, you know, I fished all the Oklahoma divisions. You know, like back then it was Redmans mm-hmm. and things like that. I fished those, and then as I started doing well in those, I, w- I was like, man, I need to learn how to fish hydrilla and things like that. So I fished the, t- the, then it was called the Cowboy Division. So I would fish a bunch of tournaments there, and over the years, I don't know how many tournaments I fished on Rayburn and Toledo, mm-hmm. a lot. And um, so when I when when they told us where we were going, you know, we can't Google it, maps. We can't look at any of that, man. That's like automatic. You're gone. You're disqualified, and it's done. I mean, you're out. Um, so I basically packed and prepared as if I were going to fish Rayburn or Toledo this right. time of year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that that's the only thing I had going. I hope I was right, you know, but um, I've been on the road long enough where I've got all kinds of stuff in my truck, but that's how – when I packed to fish uh, for my uh, shotgun round yesterday, I packed as if I was going to Rayburn or Toledo. And how do you feel like that served you now that I think you've seen it, the I think it, I, I, it really, I, I, it was pretty dead on. Um, I caught them doing some things that that I've caught them, you know, this time. The thing is, is I, I've been to Rayburn this time of year. I've been to Toledo this time of year. I've been to Palestine this time of year. You know, I mean, I... I mean, I fished a long time. I'm getting like really old at this point. <laughs> no, I don't think so, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's the that's the one thing about when you've done it this long, you can just. I mean, I remember everything. It's really weird. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not very small. I'm not like overly smart or anything like that. I'll actually probably not very, but um, I have like a like a photographic memory when it comes to bass fishing. Yeah. Like you could pick, you could, you could pull out of a hat. You could pull up a, a tournament from a, like a Bassmaster tournament probably 10 years ago and go, okay, it was on Ross Barnett. These dates you fished it. Tell me about it. And I could probably tell you every bass that I caught that day that was a keeper and what I caught him on and probably could go back to that stuff. Like I'll fish a tournament and I hadn't been in the lake in six or seven years and be fishing in maybe the same area and remember I I caught a bass on that stump last time I was It's weird, man. I wish I, I wish I could remember, you know, could use it for other stuff, but I just, I've always, so... It just, you know, I thought of all the bass I've caught on Rayburn and Toledo these times of year and how I've caught them. And it was weird because I was laying in bed and I, when I was thinking about it, 
if you fit, if you're a professional bathroom, you're consumed by it because you have to be to compete at this level. And I, I was laying in bed and I'm thinking like, what are some, okay, what could, what could happen? You know, what could happen here? And, and man, there was one bait in particular that just boom, I hadn't even thought and it just like blew up in my mind. I was like, Oh God, I gotta go. That could play. And I went out, it was raining, and I walked out to my truck and grabbed, a, a, I just grabbed one pack, dug around, and I had them, thank goodness, and put it on my driver's seat so I would know the next morning when I worked on tackle, get those baits. Yeah. And I think, you know, I caught 20, maybe 26 keepers yesterday or whatever, and I yeah. think 24 of them came on that bait. Wow. And, and it was just like, it was all because it just like, I just remember March, you know, you know, February, March, April. It's kind of warm. I've I've caught them on this multiple times, well, and it's a bait. They're either on or they're off. It's not. It's not a like. Oh, it's. I mean, it, when they when they bite it, they bite it. Do you mind telling us what it is? I will, because nobody will know right right now, because um, I still got a couple more. Rounds. Yeah, because this is I, gonna. I was yeah. gonna say because I'd love to talk about yeah. that, and then I'd love to talk about if we can if you remember the back in you follow because yeah. that will that show will have just concluded yeah, 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 yeah. when our listeners are yeah. hearing this podcast. So yeah. we can talk about both the, what you're finding success on yeah. here, uh, you know, fishing in March yeah. in uh, in Nacogdoches, and then what you found success on fishing right. October, which was actually you know pretty yeah. late fishing in yeah. Ufala. Um, I, I caught him. I caught him on a, a methylate trick worm, and which is a really bright, you know, just I mean, really like a alien color, you know. I mean, it's just not a nor. It's not the deal is with that bait. They either they either absolutely can't stand it and have to eat it, or they run from it. Mm-hmm. There's no in between with that bait. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's either on or off, and and. And I, I just had a feeling with the conditions they were going to bite it. And I, I, I was, you know, mixing it up yesterday morning and fishing down through there. And I remember I saw one little pad stem and I threw that methylate worm over there and I twitched it. And one, I saw one just, he got it. And I was like, obviously it's been raining all weekend. Uh, we got the full moon coming up, mm-hmm. um, but it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow. Yeah, it's According be- to the forecast, you know, it could be anything. It totally could- different. Tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've I've already been I mean I've got to go do some more tackle but tomorrow could be totally totally different and uh, so how do you prepare for that knowing that it may well, it may be a bright sunny day it may be you know 80 75 degrees yeah, way different than what it is yeah. today well, it may be the exact same as it was yesterday it's uh, you know of co- of course I mean I'm gonna push a little bit of what I did because I have to you know I mean but I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to throw in that. I'm, I'm not going to die with that. I, I won't do it very long if it's not happening. Yeah. And then uh, it could very, if it's calm and sunny, I really feel like it will come down to, uh, which will be, it'll be bad for Van Dam. He hates it. He'll have to slow down and like really, because these fish are trying to spawn or just, I mean, they're, I mean, it's obvious where I caught them. That, mm-hmm. So you'll have to really slow down and, and you can't move your bait much and you just, kind of got to pick it apart any in my mind this time of year i'm just like visualizing okay if i were a bass and we're going to spawn where would i spawn and whether or not you can see the bass or not because the water wasn't overly clear and you couldn't see so i was always trying to keep my bait in an area with you know i thought there would be one well, you know, I had a really interesting conversation with Mark Davis. He's mm-hmm. obviously likes to fish one slow, the, likes to fish greatest, big. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, former, you know, classic champion, two-time, I think, uh, mm-hmm. Angler of the Year winner. And he was talking about how, you know, one thing that's interesting in Major League Fishing it, versus other tournament trails, you know, sometimes you might get irritated if you were being fished behind or mm-hmm. someone, or you were going behind someone. Um, and he said that he likes to make kind of an informed decision once he figures out who's in front of him. Oh, that's That, good. you know, if it's certain people, he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if it's other people, he's like, oh, there's Absolutely. probably some fish left there. Yeah. And you were the one name that he brought up as someone he would not fish behind yeah. because he feels like you're a very thorough angler. Yeah. And why do you think that, why do you think he would pick you out? Not, you know, not that you're not great, but sure. why would he pick you out? And, and what do you think and kind of that style to, to pick to me it? up that he doesn't want to fish behind me? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because Mark and I fish very similar styles, which can be, can, here's the thing. It can be very good or it can be very bad. Yeah. Okay. Like I honestly, like, you know, Van Dam's probably the greatest bass fisherman to ever walk the planet, but I don't have a problem fishing behind Van Dam. It doesn't bother me. We're probably not even fishing for the same bass. You know what I'm saying? He's going to cover in a day four or five times more water than me. And he is going to put his bait in front of enough bass that are active that he's going to catch them. And he's, and most of the time that works for him. Me, when I get around them, I want to catch every bass that's in there, which it can be great and it can be bad, you know. Um, the best is if you can do both ways, you know, speed up when you need to speed up. And But, you know, I'm, I'm just – I'm really pretty slow and methodical, and and that's my comfort zone. And, and really, against these guys and in this format, you start fishing out of your – uh, comfort zone, you're probably going to get your head smashed in, you know? Yeah. One thing that Edwin had said to me was if he was to pick, you know, if he was to look at the calendar and pick one week out of the year, mm-hmm. you know, one place to fish, one sort of set of conditions, this would be the place, this would be the condition, I mean, probably besides the rain, mm-hmm. but, you know, the full moon, everything mm-hmm. else to fish and to have a really great chance at big fish. Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, I think that uh, uh, East Texas, you know, some of the some of the best fishing period all times of the year and now you're 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 putting yourself in a position i mean here's the deal you got you you got the right moon the right temperature it's been pretty warm i mean there is no doubt fish trying to spawn one thousand percent they're trying no doubt as sure as i'm breathing there's one right now (laughs) that wants to spawn yeah and and you know and the thing is is when it when they're when those big females are spawning they get up in that area that there's it's kind of your chance. It's kind of like people that like to deer hunt during the rut. Yeah. You know, your chance to see a really big buck or a lot higher during the rut than other times of the year. And, and you know, if we see some sun tomorrow, um, because, I mean, I think probably those, those females were out there. We caught some nice fish yesterday, mm-hmm. but we didn't catch a ton of them because it was very cloudy. We were all catching the bucks that were out cruising around. The females were probably buried up. And they'll start, they'll start coming up with just like the bucks are. They'll start swimming out and getting out there and wanting to get out there and get set up. And man, if that could happen, I mean, you could see, there's no telling what could happen in this area. We could see our first triple digit day. Yeah, for sure. It could happen. I mean, I, I think it could. I mean... For our um, viewers' sake, I hope it does. Yeah, I, mean, I hope it does for me. I really don't care about those other jackets. <laughs> I hope they all suck, to be honest with you. Well, I think it'll make great TV no matter what. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. yeah, one thing you just mentioned is obviously the seasonality. One thing that we had kind of have 
as a disadvantage fishing our cup events is that yeah. we're usually fishing in the fall. Yeah. The late summer, you know, it's okay, yeah. but then we're fishing yeah. October usually. And, I mean, really, in in the southern states, and, and, and I mean, September, October are probably the two, two worst months to fish for bass in our area, period. It's just not good. Yeah. And we've had to fish a couple. We we fished an extremely tough event that you mentioned in Alabama. Very tough. But the dealies are all unique in their own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it takes 100 pounds to win or three pounds. Somebody's going to win. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it it's cool. We have not been, we have not been able to fish, you know, the cup guys this time of year when it's like, man, if you don't catch them, it's just all on you. Man, there's no excuses. Yeah. I mean, you're... We here there, uh, Major League Fishing offered it up. You know what I mean. Here it is on a platter, boys. Make you do what you want to with it because we can't we can't do any more for you. Yeah. So fishing those difficult times like October, you know, obviously in 2016 that was the um, Harris Chain, that was Florida that we yeah. fished, and then last year, uh, you know, Challenge Cup and you fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what do you throw? What do you what do you try to get on? Oh, uh, man. It, it, the, the, the one that you follow was actually just a absolute matter survival you just i mean you were you threw in my mind at day i'm like oh my gosh somebody had a gun to my head and i had to catch a bass one bass what would i throw Mm -hmm. and i mean i you know i started off doing what i thought i should do and what should have worked should have caught them on it and it and it didn't then it got down to spinning rods and finesse stuff just i mean I'm, I'm trying when i say trying to catch what i'm talking about i didn't care if it was 10 ounces yeah i'm talking 12 inches the weights were it was that tough mm-hmm. and uh you know there comes a point in time where you just take what you can get man and you just it oh that was one of the t- that day was one of the toughest days of bass fishing that i can remember in my career yeah. To to yeah. work so hard and just do, in my opinion do everything right, yeah, and just can't catch a hardly catch one, and then and that in that particular one, in the right at the very end of the day I st- I started kind of I'm not gonna say dialing in, mm-hmm. but I was like I know how to catch some, okay. and I caught one, then I caught another one, and then you know in, in the major league fishing like your time management is like everything and i was kind of fishing and i in my mind i don't have hardly any time left man i remember i looked down i had like 12 minutes mm-hmm. before it was over and i'm right there on the break of making it or not making it and uh i was fishing and i i had like i think i had six minutes and i told my guys like dude we gotta go and we ran around the corner to do a deal in like in two minutes, like I got like three bites, mm-hmm. you know, like in that last, I finally made a good decision, Yeah. you know, and, uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, the, the good tournaments are always cool, but you, the, some of the bad ones are, you learn a lot from those too. Well, at the one in the, the year before when we were in Florida in the yeah. Harris chain, uh, obviously you had a little, that was good dip, for me. Yeah. And you had a little dip in the water oh, there yeah. to check out Heck and see yeah. what was going. Were you scared of alligators or manatees man, or something? I'll be honest with you. I don't. Like, I mean, I just want to win. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't even, man, I, all I can think about now, I, I just want that fish. I want that fish. Yeah. I don't want to lose. He's on. I do not want to lose. He's mine, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm just not, if, if they, in the rules, if they say you can do it, something, I'm going to do whatever I can within the, the rules yeah. to get that fish. 
I'm not going. I'm not going to go. My only getting the damn water. I, of course, I don't want to jump in, but I don't care. I'll do whatever. I'll fish in a tutu. I'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. That's how bad I want to win. Well, and that's what it takes. So. Yeah. And that's what got you into this top 12. So yeah, obviously no those, those performances, those yeah. kind of clutch last minute decisions yeah. are what got you here. And, you know, we hope the best for you going into, uh, you know, your second day of fishing, the elimination yeah. round and, mm. uh, you know, hopefully going on beyond that. So yeah. thanks for taking the time to chat with Thank me today. You. And uh, best of luck. You have a one in 12 chance of being the next world champion. Oh, we're going to say it's better than one in 12. Oh, all right. Sounds <laughs> good. All right. All right. Thank you.